Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 226th episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton of Stools and More, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski of The Corner Workshop. Tonight, we're asking Austin Waldo of the Austin School of Furniture and Design the five questions. So, Austin, again, welcome to the show, the five yeah, questions yeah. show. Thank you so much. So, first off, how did you get into woodworking? Yeah, I came into woodworking kind of from the DIY construction uh, side of things. My my father was always very handy and was always fixing things up on the, the house, but I wouldn't necessarily qualify him as a woodworker. Mm-hmm. When my grandfather uh, retired, he kind of turned his military kind of machinist skills into a wood-turning hobby. So he ended up building out his two-car garage into pretty much just a, a whole entire turning facility. Uh, that's almost exclusively what he was doing, was just turning. And we would go over to his house every Sunday, and we'd barbecue, uh, and I would always sneak into the garage and help him out with something. Um, and so I actually learned how to woodwork on the lathe. That was kind of my very first experience. Oh, cool. Didn't really stick um, into the fine woodworking aspects uh, as a kid or growing up through high school. Took woods in high school and ended up being a TA in that and building subwoofer boxes and, and really just kind of took the, the handyman approach to different things. And in college, I, I flipped houses and repaired houses and I did a little bit of construction here and there. Uh, but it was really after college that I kind of got into the fine woodworking side of, of things and, and just probably through YouTube was what kind of drew me into, you know, it's great that I can hang a door and I can make it mm-hmm. you know, close and latch, but I can also build a door. It's like, well, that that's a whole nother skill set that I think I want to learn. So I just started watching videos and reading books and taking classes and meeting people uh, and really got into more of the finer parts of, of making furniture. Cool. So do you still do turnings? No, I don't. <laughs> I actually don't have a lathe. Uh, and you know, that's, it's probably since we've moved around so much that, you know, I, I, I have always had small shops and it's always been using tools that have multiple purposes. Mm-hmm. And I would love to get another lathe and get back into that, but I'll, I'll have to get some more square footage first. Well, um, Clark, uh, Kellogg taught me how to mix shellac on a lathe. So you can actually do multiple things on there. <laughs> Perfect. I'll have to look into that now. (laughs) How does that work? You just take a mason jar and you mix your shellac flakes and then uh, you put it on uh, oh uh, one of those uh, chucks that can what the hell am I talking about? What the hell is the name of those chucks? Like adjustable chucks with the four jaws, yeah. Yeah. Clap that around the uh, end of the uh, of the uh, mason jar lid. And just spin it up. Spin it like hell. <laughs> well, no, not like hell. Rel- yeah, relatively slowly. But, um, yeah, within about 30 minutes, it'll all be dissolved. And, huh. uh, yeah, I I, uh, I saw Clark Kellogg do that. And then um, I replicated that. And then somebody even came up with a better idea to throw a couple of marbles in the, jaw, in, in the jar. And that might even make it uh, mix even faster than that. So, 
But it's yeah. a great it's a great little trick, you know, because normally shellac takes, you know, three or four hours to fully dissolve and you can do it in about 30 minutes, if not sooner. I had no idea. Yeah. So there you go. All right. So question two and kind of on what you just uh, kind of mentioned, we were talking about lathe, but what is your favorite tool? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if this is allowed. It, it might be. Uh, ter- there are two no, res- no restrictions. You're fine okay. Well. Yeah. It's uh, two birds, one stone, or, or two chisels, one stone, as it were. Uh, but my favorite tool is actually uh, the internet. It's it's a computer. My my background is uh, in digital marketing and tech, and I think we're kind of in this era of unlimited information, uh, specifically to woodworking and the ability to connect with people and find people and learn from them and see what they're doing and uh, and really connect is is kind of unparalleled. And I just love um, following people on Instagram, seeing what they're doing, uh, researching what they're doing, designing within SketchUp or, or some sort of design program, you know, using technology and CNCs and all of that. I, I just love having um, technology support this formerly kind of traditional hobby. So I think my favorite tool is actually a, is a computer. The you know what I really enjoy doing is is really uh, helping people in the woodworking community and get to knowing other people. Uh, and a lot of what I do through the school and through the meetup and and obviously my day job mm-hmm. is focused around computers. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. So I have to ask, with that in mind, uh, uh, just one of my interests right now. Do you know of Wintergarten? Winter. I don't know if that's saying it right. He's making a. Uh, it's a it's a technically a band, I guess, and they are making a mechanical marble machine that plays music. Wintergarten. Wintergarten. Uh, yeah, I have not heard of that. Okay, so I encourage you to find this because it is the most remarkable collaborative uh, engineered project right now. So the guy. He's, he's an artist and a, a musician that wants to take this marble machine. And marble machines, you know, there are many of them around. They make plinky, plinky noises. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's kind of developed one that does a lot more than that. And he's built, there's one, and now he's building another one that he can actually tour with. And he is pulling in YouTube and other enthusiast resources to machine parts for him. And it's been a year in the process of building. And so if you go look and you could fall down a deep, deep rabbit hole, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is so detailed and it is so well designed. And he like just the, the manufacturing and, and, and how these things are working. And I actually found him by the way of a machinist that I watch on YouTube. I'm not a machinist. I have zero like actual reality interest in it, but it's fascinating. So I, 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 I fell into this and he made a part for this guy in Sweden, you know, on his home mill that now works as a conveyor in some part of this machine that he's building to play music. It's phenomenal. The way the way that's all kind of coming together. Hmm, so yeah, really, I went winter gotten G A T E N or A N. It's A N. Yeah, I found his YouTube page. Okay. and I definitely recognize uh, him, and I, I know I've seen one of those videos at some point in time. Okay, yeah. So the 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 Marble Machine X, I think, is what he's what the project is named right now. What they're mm-hmm. working on, and it's it's every Wednesday he brings out a new video of basically what's going on, and sometimes it's really whimsical, and sometimes it's not, and um, but just 
having having things made and, and basically i mean it's it's the internet that's making it work completely mm-hmm. it, yeah. there's no other way it would have happened like this if it wasn't for this interconnected you know collaborative you know institute that we're working yeah. through it's really yeah. cool yeah in a strange kind of roundabout way that the school was started because of of youtube i uh when i first moved to austin started taking classes at the community college and i met philip morley because I overheard him having a conversation about having trouble changing the URL on his YouTube page to, you know, youtube.com Philip Morley. Mm-hmm. You know, when he first set out, it's just a random series of numbers. And I overheard that and was like, hey, I, I can I can help you with that. And I actually uh, started managing his channel. And, and one thing to lever, we became really good friends. And, and Philip was a major part and reason for, for starting the school. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, that's the way things happen. And yeah, it's... I think in some respects, the internet has helped save woodworking. I remember, and uh, Sean, I know you remember some of those early WIAs that would have seminars like, is this a dying hobby? You know, mm-hmm. is everyone going to age out of the hobby? And, uh, but I think the internet has been nothing but growing the hobby. And, um, you know, it's just become, um, I think the hobby's actually getting younger, not older. Yeah, no, I mean, for yeah. sure. I mean, the, those first those first conferences that where I mm. first met you. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're among the youngest. Yeah, you know, but slowly it's become like you know we're kind of the middle of the road, and now there's even youngers. When you know when when I met, um, oh, what's his name, Matt? Oh, Matt Cremona. Yeah, Cremona. <laughs> when we met Cremona. Yeah. he's what is he 22 yeah we met and him before he, he was famous and everything yeah yeah <laughs> but, I mean, whatever but it, you know it, it's like no now there's a this like rebirth going on and it completely yeah. due to the internet for sure mm-hmm. and just what what was magazines 30 years ago is now every day available yeah throughout it's excellent anyway excellent point there austin so, um, but moving on to your next question. So who has influenced you the most in your woodworking? Hmm. Yeah. With, with this, I, you know, I thought about this question and, and what, what inspires me is, is things that I can actually see and touch. So I, you know, this is probably a very localized answer, uh, but I, uh, I think when it comes to pure craftsmanship, there's, there's a, there's a furniture maker named Michael Kolka, who's actually the, the mentor of, of Philip Morley. Um, and I had the pleasure of taking a classroom and going out to his house, uh, of which he also built. And one of the rare things that I that I saw there was something that you don't really see too much with furniture makers is that every piece of furniture in his house was a piece of furniture that he made. Mm-hmm. And a lot of furniture makers don't have their own furniture. They, they, they sell it, they give it away or something right. like that. And was just kind of awestruck of... of the pure amazing craftsmanship of you know handmade drawer slides of all these beautiful pieces that he had made uh, it's kind of a, a old, kind of a craftsmanish style green and green a little bit mm-hmm. um, but they're just amazing pieces and he has a, a great website michaelcoco.com uh, and then that skill and kind of inspiration trickles down into philip uh, who you know, obviously don't tell him I said this, but he also <laughs> inspires me a lot to see, uh, you know, what he's doing, obviously through his, his skill and craftsmanship and furniture, but to his, his business is doing great. And, and he's got, right. uh, you know, supporting his family through all these great things he's doing. And I always think it's really cool to see uh, people doing this, uh, 
uh, full time. And and maybe that's me being a little jealous that they get to make furniture all day. Yeah. Uh, but it, it sounds great. And you know, so Michael and Philip and a lot of the fo- folks that I've seen their furniture in person and, and have that ability to touch and feel, uh, it's been really inspirational for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love Philip Morley, Morley's furniture. I mean, the designs, they're so clean. But the one aspect that always just blows me away is, of all things, the edge profiles he puts on things. Mm-hmm. Just so we, we have talked about curve. having yeah. a, a profile class. Of, oh, It's really? literally nothing but profiling. Uh, and we're still kind of working on it, but we've talked about it several times. And it's uh, it's something that he does on all of his stuff, and it, it's great. It's a really good skill set to have. Yeah, yeah. It's like his signature piece. You know, look at that. You can almost say, yeah, Philip did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Austin, what was your biggest stumbling block? Now, in, with your background in technology and, and now woodworking and, and a school, I mean, this could be anything. Go for it. Yeah, I, I still think it, it might still up to this day, my biggest stumbling block is time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just simply don't have enough time to do everything that I want to do from personal hobbies outside of woodworking to, to woodworking and then things for the school. Um, it's definitely doing a full-time job uh, and running a, a school and running a club. Uh, it's Although I find it really fun and exhilarating, it, it can be a bit exhausting. And um, I, I haven't actually made a, a piece of... Uh, a furniture for myself or, or sat down and designed something for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Definitely doing still a lot of fun projects for the school. And I, I really enjoy that. Uh, but that's time has, has always been my biggest thing of having so many interests and aspirations uh, uh, that pull me in all different directions. Yeah, I can see that you're organizing all these woodworkers for the events you're running the school and everyone gets to do woodworking except for you. <laughs> yeah, ones <laughs> with the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Well, luckily my children let themselves out through the doggy door, so I, I don't have to worry too much about <laughs> about that. We don't we don't mm. actually have any human children at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That happens. Everything's going to change again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I tell Philip is eventually he's just going to have a whole army of, of woodworking assistants to come in and build furniture for him. Yeah, doesn't he? He has like 23 kids, right? Oh, yeah, 23, 24. It's around yeah. there. Somewhere. Wow. There. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. So for uh, your last of the five questions, and we've talked a lot about this, so I'm kind of interested in how you're going to answer this. So how has the Internet influenced your work? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's made everything possible. I, I think that's the simplest way of um, – I had, I had once thought about this of, of a traditional marketing aspect of, of running the school, you know, give or take 30 or so years ago, what that would have looked like. Uh, and I, I'm not really sure if it would work. <laughs> and and I, I – it, it really has made everything possible from obviously my, my day job to – uh, starting the meetup and and meeting people and connecting and and starting the events and the school, uh, but then you know just making things easier. It it changes uh, the access to information, the access to classes, the access to mm-hmm. learn about things that you uh, didn't previously know about just from a simple Google search. You can find out just about everything, and especially when it comes to woodworking, that's it's really really helpful. What's well, that's. that's- that's cool. Now, maybe this should be an offline conversation, but I'm, I'm curious. So you do run the, the meetup software. So is that 
something that that you've designed i sign up for it you know i'm nowhere close to austin so i can't make any of them but i get the notices all the time um is that something that that uh you've actually designed or is that something you or is that a software package you use to organize the meetups um you know meetup is is kind of an ambiguous term that people use for a lot of things but what i refer to meetup it's it's an actual meetup so meetup.com is a website Mm -hmm. that kind of has organizations and groups and events that people put together so we have a meetup group called the woodworking social club Mm -hmm. that has uh, at least one standing meetup every month and then a couple sporadic ones and that particular club has a has a little bit of a different perspective and, and kind of mission to it uh you know it's not really a place where we're gonna have a demonstration where you're gonna learn a really, really detailed technique. We definitely have presentations where you'll learn something, but it's really about meeting other woodworkers. If you move to Austin, how do you get into the woodworking community? Come to the happy hour. You're going to meet 15, 20, 30, 40 people that are all doing the same thing, all have a shared interest, and you're going to enjoy a good craft beer, hanging out, enjoying yourself. And then we'll go out and we'll do sawmill demonstrations. We'll, um, you know, in January, we're going out to Delta Millworks, which uh, specializes in architectural mill millwork and siding, and they do the the uh, shoshugiban technique where they're burning the wood. Oh, cool! Really, really cool, and it's an awesome facility. So we'll be doing that in January. Other events, and and we'll do you know kind of uh, tool demonstrations. Rubio Monocote came out one time, so it's a little bit of everything, but it, it it's very much focused on the the social aspects or <laughs> the lack thereof social aspects <laughs> in in a kind of a solo hobby. Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I get the notices and they look fantastic. So, and uh, yeah, what you're doing and organizing that's great. I was just, I was just curious because I know your marketing background. If that was something, uh, the actual software piece of that, if that was something you actually started, or if that was just uh, a platform you were taking advantage of. But uh, uh, that's a lot of work you put into organizing those. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. And that's another thing, like, like you mentioned with the internet before, and what we've yeah. talked about forever is the social aspect of this. You mm-hmm. know, our whole association, as it is, was is put on the fe- you know, or brought to to creation by just the desire to collaborate or just talk with like-minded people. That's why I said the social aspect on you know previously the social aspect of of these gatherings, these shows, whatever, is such an important thing. Because it is such a solitary thing most of the time, and it's becoming, you know, a more of a community thing now where, you know, you can go to, you know, something of a collaborative event, uh, you know, just a meetup of any sort. And it's it's not that I'm talking to my coworkers about what I do because do they really care? I'm talking to people that might also be doing what I'm doing or interested and you can bounce ideas and you can talk about skills and, and all this stuff. It's it's a quite a different time. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. it is. I agree. Yeah, I had a. Uh, this is kind of hilarious, but I think it was maybe Monday or Tuesday. I had a coworker of mine come up, knows I'm into woodworking. And goes, "Hey, have you ever thought about like doing videos and posting on YouTube?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's about ten thousand woodworkers that beat me to the punch on that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is, uh, it is fascinating. But mm-hmm. with that, we appreciate you answering the five questions, but before we let you go, uh, let us know where people can find you at. 
Yeah. You can check us out on the internet at austinschoolfurniture.com and Instagram at austinschoolfurniture and facebook.com slash austinschoolfurniture. Great. Excellent. And, yep. And I'm uh, at Sean W78 on pretty much everything but Facebook where I have my actual name. Fantastic. And I'm at Barton.Kyle on Instagram, the only social media platform that matters. <laughs> and with that argumentative against Yami statement, uh, that just about wraps up our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music. If uh, you search for the Modern Woodworkers Association, you'll find us there. And then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. While you're there, please leave us a review. And thanks again for listening to the Modern Woodworkers Association. If you like the show, please be sure to visit us at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or you can follow us at on Twitter at MWA underscore national, Instagram at MWA underscore podcast, or like MWA on Facebook. And as always, the best thing you can do is tell a friend because word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussions. All right, so go out there. I gotta think of a good one, and and use the internet to reach out to another woodworker. All right.